All right, let's pray. Lord, we, um, we thank you for being with us this morning, God. We thank you um, as we dig into prayer today, Lord, that you, um, you promised to listen and hear us, um, that you have uh, made a way, you've designed a way, created a way for us to be in conversation with you, God. Um, and I pray that we wouldn't take that lightly, um, that we wouldn't um, take it for granted either, God. Uh, help us to be people of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. So as Kurt said this morning, I am not preaching my sermon. This is Allison's hard work in my hands right here. And so uh, bear with me if I use the wrong uh, personal pronoun or um, if, if I get lost or something. It's in a different format than how I'd write it out, but it's okay. So um, the Holy Spirit will be here. God's got this. And uh, whatever God wants you to hear, I pray that that's what you hear today. So... Um, this is a good lesson on the two becoming one flesh, right? To see if I can take her notes uh, after a 20, 30 minute conversation and run with it. So um, just on a side note, uh, speaking of marriage, I was able to do uh, Audra Scartweet's wedding yesterday out at Boone. So if you see uh, Steve and Miriam uh, or Audra before she heads back to South Korea, tell them congratulations. Uh, their family just got a little bigger. It was a fun celebration out there. So. So today, our sermon series, we're continuing this idea that we're following in the way of Jesus and we're learning more on how to take that belief that we have and move it into action. And so today, talk, t taking about what we know about prayer, talking about prayer, um, many of us probably would understand and agree that it's important, it's part of a Christian's life, uh, but maybe we're not acting on that very much. We want to see um, our church community here at Emmanuel and Christians across the globe pray more and act like God is as powerful as he says he is and as attentive to our needs and our concerns as he promises to be. And so I'm sure that many of you know what prayer is, right? If you've been in a church, oh, today you've prayed or you've at least listened to somebody pray. Um, whether it's through corporate prayer uh, or on your own, Maybe sometimes you find yourself praying for something in your day that's completely random. Uh, maybe for the cyclones to win. I don't know. Uh, maybe to get out of bad traffic. So uh, on our way back from Florida a couple weeks ago, we were up in Tennessee and there was a lot of road construction. Um, and about two miles before we hit this really long stretch of red on the Maps app, um, it pops up and it says, here's the detour. It saves 21 minutes. It's like, wow, that's really good. Normally it doesn't do this. And Allison goes, I just prayed that that would happen. So God does answer prayers. And we got to see a little more of the back roads in northern Kentucky or western Kentucky as well, which was kind of fun. Uh, but maybe those are your prayers and those are good prayers too for God to come into the actual situation that you're in and help, right? Uh, maybe if you're like Allison and myself, um, you pray for the kids to get along so that you can just get through the day. You know, that's an honest, valid prayer for parents, right? Um, or maybe you pray for things more serious, for a friend who is sick or dying, for a raise at work or the next paycheck to come or something for yourself or a relationship with a friend that needs mending. Maybe you pray for your spouse or your family or your coworkers or your child. And most of us, if we've been around church, we see the importance of prayer, but trying to get some traction on what that looks like to live it out might be a little bit harder, right? The practical part of that might be a little harder. Uh, 
Maybe we don't know what to say, or we think we don't have the right words, or we don't say it good enough. So today we're addressing these things. Today we're trying to paint a picture of prayer that anybody who says, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus, can grow in this area and make this more of a priority in our lives. Prayer is an important part of our faith journey. Prayer is what connects us to God. This is God's design. It connects the created us to the creator. It connects the redeemed, us through Jesus Christ, to the Redeemer. It connects the forgiven, us, to the one who forgives God. And it connects the loved to the lover. And so the main point today as it boils down is this. As followers of Jesus, we are drawn into a loving relationship with God through prayer. For a disciple of Jesus, for, for a follower of Jesus in the world today, there's maybe nothing more foundational to go along with our beliefs than the fact that we are willing to talk to God and that he promises to listen. We can't expect to have a deep faith or a vibrant faith if this prayer piece in our lives isn't tended to. And so we want to grow in that area. There's a lot of scriptures about prayer, you can imagine. If you've read through um, the New Testament and the Gospels, you know that Jesus is often praying. Paul and his letters to churches are often praying. So here's just a few snapshots um, of prayer and, and what the scriptures say about prayer. First is from James 4.8. It says, come close to God and God will come close to you. There's a promise for you. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 and 17 says, rejoice always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It is God's will that we do this. Romans 12, 12, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Any situation, every situation. Colossians 4.2, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Devoting ourselves means that we're putting some time and some effort and some energy into that. The scriptures tell us to pray, and as we read the Bible, we see that prayer has been a part of the relationship between God and humanity since the very beginning. In Genesis, we see that God walked and talked with Adam and Eve in the garden. They didn't have this sin barrier initially in creation. And so for them, it was very real to just have a conversation with God. And as we continue to see this throughout the entire scope of Scripture, people who love God and follow him are regularly leaning into communication with him. We see this with Abraham, with Sarah, with Hagar, with Moses, with David, with Daniel, the prophets, Jesus, and Jesus' disciples. And they prayed because they knew God was greater than their circumstances. They trusted that. And they knew God was more powerful and more mighty than they could ever be in those circumstances. So they called on the name of the Lord God to help them in their times of need. Their reality is no different than our reality. We have the same open communication and pathway to talk to our Creator. So why should we? Simple question, right? Why should we pray as Christians? What does prayer even do for us as Christians if it's such an important part of our faith, why should we engage in this way, right? Prayer is about growing to know and love God more. It's about growing to know and love God more. 
What is the most important commandment in the Bible? Jesus says in Matthew 22, 37, and 38, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. This means that the primary point of our faith in Jesus is learning how to love God. It's learning how to love God. It takes some attentiveness for us as followers of Jesus to learn this. This means that the primary point of our faith in Jesus is learning how to love God. And why do we do this? Because 1 John 4.19 says, We love because he first loved us. That was one of the wedding texts yesterday too. We love because God has first loved us. He's shown that example and he's created us with the capacity to love. So if our love for God declares our faith in God then what we need to do as his believers is to grow more in love with him. And how do we do this? We do it through communication. Again, think of a marriage. If we aren't growing in good communication in a marriage or any other close relationship, then relationships uh, and love just don't work the same, right? So important. And the same is true of our relationship with God. Because we cannot grow in our love for God without some sort of communication from God. And the main ways that we do that as Christians is through our personal prayer, through our digesting and reading of the scriptures and God coming to life through them. And we do it in the community as we walk together in this thing called following Jesus. If we grow in prayer, then we grow in love. And I believe that's not just the love of God. I believe that spills over into all the other areas of our lives where we are called to love, right? And when we grow in love, we grow in faith. And when we grow in faith, we grow in connection to God and living our lives for him. Prayer becomes sort of a catalyst for us truly following Jesus and living like Jesus lives. So then what is prayer again? And we've talked about this numerous times, at least since I've been here at Emmanuel and I know before. What is prayer? And it's a good reminder. Prayer is the spiritual communication. It's spoken. Sometimes it's unspoken. It's an act that we can do to connect with God. We're doing it, though. Okay? God isn't going to make you pray. He's not going to trick you into praying or force you to pray, right? So this is part of that relationship with God um, that we actually engage in, right? God can't pray our prayers for us. God can inspire our prayers, and he can nudge us to pray, but he wants us to have some skin in the game. That's what a relationship is all about. Prayer is also a supernatural reaching out from the visible world, what we see, into the unseen world, and tapping into the power beyond our reality. It's us asking God to go to battle, to go to war for us against the powerful forces of evil that we talked about in last week's sermon. All of the battle of good and evil, the, the fact that God actually has an enemy and that enemy is living and working in the world around us. Prayer is a way to engage that when we have no idea how to engage it ourselves. Prayer is also surrendering our hearts and our minds and our souls to God as we see in Matthew 22. And prayer is trusting that God can accomplish more than we can. And maybe this is where our faith falls short sometimes. Can God actually do this? Can God actually answer this prayer? I think the answer is yes. And he'll answer it according to his goodness and mercy and grace. 
And then we end our prayers with amen, which simply means let it be so. So that's what prayer is. And oftentimes we have these fears or these struggles or these hesitations when it comes to prayer, things that hold us back from prayer. Maybe that's fears of unhealed wounds or unanswered prayers. Sometimes when things traumatic happen in our lives, um, sometimes we blame God, don't we? Sometimes we blame God and we still have a wound there that needs to be healed. Sometimes we've prayed something earnestly and we feel like it wasn't answered the way that we wanted it to be or maybe we feel like it wasn't answered at all. So that holds us back from prayer. Sometimes we believe that God's will is going to be done anyway, so why pray? I won't ask you to raise your hands, but that was me for a good chunk of my life and sometimes still today. If God's will is going to be done, why should I pray? Well, God has asked me to. He's called me to engage in that way. Sometimes we don't pray because we feel unworthy to speak to God. We have shame or guilt. Maybe because of sin, we just feel like we're not worthy. I've been there before. Sometimes we have a fear of being judged by others. This, this really comes into play with praying out loud, right? So many of us are unwilling to pray out loud, um, maybe because we're just afraid to do it wrong and that everyone who's listening isn't actually praying with us, they're judging us. Um, I will say as a pastor, anytime I hear somebody take a step and pray out loud that isn't a pastor, my heart leaps with joy. So many meals in the church have never started because the pastor wasn't there to pray for it. You, you get where I'm going, right? This is something we all get to be a part of, right? And then sometimes there's a fear of simply not knowing how to pray. And maybe this is one of the simplest things for us to address this morning. So how would your life be different? How different would your life be if you were constantly open to God? What would your life be like if you were in constant communication with the Lord? What, what would you think about yourself? Your circumstances that you were in? Your friendships? Your relationships? If you were continuously attuned to the presence of God and allowing him to flow for your life, how would that change how you view reality? As Christians, we need to always be open to this prayer. It is essential to our faith. And today I want to invite you to be open to prayer in your lives in some really concrete ways and to, to be giving yourself continuously to the presence of God in your life. Um, God is not leaving you or forsaking you when you're not in prayer. Typically we're just not paying attention, right? So if we want to be saturated in the favor of God and his goodness, if we want to be overcome with contentment, we talked about that last week, if we want to experience true joy or peace or an awareness of God's love, if we want to hear God's voice because he is speaking, if we want a, a direction, if we want strength, if we want help, if we want hope, if we want to be refreshed and prepared, all of those things are experienced when we consistently enter into prayer. Now, in my own prayer life, um, let me just say it's common for Christians to struggle here, right? And when I say I, I'm talking about Andrew now, um, not Allison's words. Uh, but prayer, prayer is one of those things that is always important, but we don't always view it as urgent, right? And what happens to the important but not urgent things when life fills up? 
They get punted, and they get punted, and they get punted down the road. And um, for any one of us with a full plate that hasn't done the hard work to establish some sort of routine or discipline in the area of prayer, uh, we know that this is a struggle, right? We know that we fall short. And so we're all in this same area as followers of Jesus today. We're all in the same place wanting to grow and be better and to understand God's love for us through prayer. And I don't want you to feel guilty if this is a struggle for you. Um, I'm sure for many of us it is a struggle. And it's not because we don't think that God loves us. It's not because we don't love God. Um, It's just because there's so many distractions that pull us different ways in life. Um, We talked about some of those big distractions last week as well. So let's get practical. How do we grow in our prayer lives? If you remember, a couple years ago we had Mike Bradley. He's the service coordinator for the LCMC. He came and he shared a sermon on prayer. And he said this, pray simply and simply pray. If we are to pray without ceasing and draw close to God, it doesn't have to be filled with big words. It doesn't have to be filled with movements or a loud voice as if God can't hear us. It doesn't have to be super long or lengthy, and you don't need to uh, swallow a Bible commentary to be able to pray. It should be simple. We need energy and a focused heart, yes, but it just needs to be simple. So let's start there with our prayers. The, The second thing is be willing to pray. Be willing to structure your life around that. And refocus your prayer life, which might mean taking care of your non-prayer life so that you have time to pray, right? Don't feel like you have to put together some intense prayer regimen, but when you feel the nudge from the Holy Spirit to pray, simply just pause and pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for somebody else. Pray for a situation. Just simply do it. It doesn't have to be long. We don't have to overthink this. Even if it's only a few seconds or a few minutes a day, be willing to make some space to pray. That's you saying, God, I want to grow in this area. And then sometimes we get stuck in prayer, so I encourage you to just chat with God. And there's a tool to go along with this, but sometimes we feel like we have to have this formal petition or request, right? Uh, Some of the people that I know with the deepest prayer lives really just have this conversation going with God, just like they would with you or me sitting across a cup of coffee. We can have this sort of um, informality with God. God knows us and loves us, every single piece of us. We can trust God with the informality too. There might be times when you want to be more formal, that's fine. But what if we just chatted with God about our lives, about our day? We'd never run out of something to say if we took that mentality. David did that. We see it in the Psalms. We see it in the pages of the Old Testament. So here's a tool to go along with chat, C-H-A-T. This comes from a book, How to Follow Jesus, uh, by one of the creators of the Alpha program. And he says this, the C stands for confess, bringing the truth about who I am to God, being honest with God about who I've been or who I haven't been lately, and asking for forgiveness. The H stands for honor, turning our eyes away from ourselves, our mistakes, our worries, and beginning to honor God for who he is. We see that at the beginning of the Lord's Prayer. Hallowed be thy name. Name God's characteristics or things that you haven't recently seen God do. Reflect on God alone. That's what the H is for. 
It's a way to show our love for God, and it's a way to remind ourselves of God's authority and power as well. And the A stands for ask. The practice of asking God for something. God listens to our requests, and he loves to give us good gifts. This is a time to pray for others, too. One of the greatest ways to show love for somebody is to lift them up in prayer, right? And then the T is for thank. Philippians 4.6 says, With thanksgiving present in your requests to God. Give thanks to God. This pulls us out of the pit of depression and anxiety. Gratitude does that. And it pulls us out of the pit of fear and the temptation. And it quite literally takes the focus off ourselves and puts it back on God when we thank God for the good things in our lives and in this world. Some days it might not feel like there's a lot of good things to thank God for, but there are. And it starts with God and it ends with God. And it starts with his love and it ends with his love. So also then, number four, be vulnerable with God. Be vulnerable with, your God, with God. Be your truest self. And what do we mean by that? Uh, there is no need to have a polished prayer in your personal prayer life. Prayer is about getting honest with God about our own hearts. God wants all of us, not just the good, polished, public parts of us. We must be courageous and vulnerable in our prayers, honest and open, real, true, about who we are. And we can trust God to handle that, right? He knows it anyway. Let's be willing to share our messes with God. And that's a buzzword in Christianity. Things are just messy. Well, they are. And they're going to be messy until Jesus comes back. We can share our mess, our messiness, and all of its glorious messiness with the Creator who loves us. He is a safe place to do that. And when we do this, we let the light of God come into that brokenness, into that messiness, and begin to transform us. So I want to encourage you, keep showing up to God in prayer. Don't hold back. Make prayer a priority even when it's hard. James 4, 8 says that when we come close to God, he will come close to us, as we read earlier. When we show up to God, he's going to pour into us. This is a promise given to us in the scriptures. So today the Daniel text is included um, in our readings, and the reason for that is it's a pretty raw prayer. It's pretty heartfelt, like we see a lot of David in the Psalms. This Daniel prayer is like that as well. It's full of emotion. It's full of desires for the Lord that we see his vulnerability, Daniel's vulnerability, and his longing for God's intervention into the circumstances and into the situation. So he cries out to God in prayer for himself and for his people. And maybe you don't know a ton about Daniel. Let me give you a little context. Um, Daniel's story is this. He was part of the group of the Jews that were attacked by Babylon and taken into exile. So he lived a good chunk of his life, most of his life, not in Jerusalem. He was a prophet, and he was a dream interpreter, and God used these gifts in him to have some pretty powerful audiences with the leaders and with the rulers of Babylon of the time. And he used these gifts in the royal court to serve in various kinds of ways, uh, which many times, as a truth teller and a prophet, things didn't go as well for him, right? He ended up thrown into the lion's den. You've probably all heard that story or remember it from um, Sunday school. But guess what? God showed up 
and he survived. And Daniel faced a lot of persecution. So we get this picture of prayer in the middle of that life. In all these things, God was faithful to Daniel and exalted Daniel among the kings of Babylon. Daniel was, he was also a man who was rooted in scripture. And he, he prayed what he knew to be true from the scriptures and the prophets, from those that had come before him. Obviously, he didn't have the Bible as we have it today. But he built his life and his prayer life on the word of God and what he knew to be true about God. So in our reading today, we heard this prayer of Daniel that, that is filled with this raw emotion one of him crying out to God on behalf of himself and his people. He's filled with anguish and he's filled uh, for the suffering that they were experiencing as a people of God. And we see David using some of that as well. So with Daniel here, uh, let's take this chat tool in Daniel's prayer that we just heard about. If we're going to confess, Daniel confessed his sins and the sins of his people. He recognized his unworthiness before a holy God. He recognized that it was him and his people who had done wrong. They were the ones who time and time again were rebelling against God's laws and God's life, against God's desires. They were the ones turning away, so they confess. And then Daniel honors. He honors God by praising God for his attributes, his greatness, and his faithfulness. He let who God is be the center of, him, of the prayer, not himself, not other humans, not his desires. He fixed his eyes on God, God who is great and awesome and faithful and righteous and forgiving and merciful. That was the object, the center of his prayer, as it should be for us too. And then ask, he asked God for help, not blaming God for the things that had happened, but recognizing God's faithfulness and therefore asking God to meet him right in the midst of the pain and the struggles of the world. Lord, listen. Lord, forgive. Lord, hear and act. And we see the thankfulness of Daniel in this prayer as he calls on God's character and he remembers who God's is, God is and and he takes the focus off himself and back to God. So, many prayers and scriptures. This one from Daniel lays out some really raw emotions. And it lays out a really good model for us when we're feeling that anguish in the world as well. We can have brutally honest and full of anxiety prayers. We can take all of those things to the Lord. And the thing about Daniel's prayer, it didn't change his circumstance right away, did it? It didn't undo the things that had been done in Israel that had led up to this point. But it did give him strength, and it gave him hope, and it gave him peace. And if you read ahead in Daniel, you'll see that an angel comes to visit him, telling him that the Lord has heard his prayer and is bringing him peace and strength. Daniel was changed by his prayer. And maybe that's one of the biggest keys that we want you to take away today as well. Prayer isn't just about changing God's heart or mind. Or asking him to intercede. Prayer changes us. It transforms us. This week we, we find ourselves drawn to prayer frequently, right? Over the last couple of years, and we, we tend to preach and bring this up in sermons a lot, but this has been a tumultuous time in our lives. Personally, for many of us, um, with, with Allison, with her grandpa near death for the last couple of weeks and passing away today, um, everything going on on a national level, a political level, there's so much hatred in this world. There's so many divisions in this world. 
Maybe you've experienced that over the last couple of weeks. Maybe you've experienced persecution over the last couple of weeks. And you felt like all you could do is turn to God. Well, that's a great thing to do. And this death that looms in our world um, brings a lot of pain and it brings a lot of suffering. Whether you've been touched by that recently or in the years past, you know what I'm talking about. And there are times, friends, when all we can do is turn to God in prayer. It's where we find hope. It's where we find peace. It's where we find healing, sometimes for things we're not even praying for healing for. Prayer is a way for us to fix our eyes on God and follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Psalms 55:22 says to cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. There's a couple ways that we're going to dig into prayer more as a congregation. Um, one of these is we're going to do a prayer training in two weeks, um, and we're going to get some information about that out this week as well. Um, this is going to go over the foundations of prayer. We're going to look at the high priestly prayer that Jesus prayed and the Lord's Prayer and how we can learn to pray from those things. It's going to be a very practical training. This is going to happen on July 17th, Sunday afternoon. And everybody is invited, okay? This isn't just for people that feel like they're good at prayer. Uh, if you are, you can come and you can learn more. Um, but this is for anybody and everybody to come and take steps forward in your prayer life so that you are more comfortable in this communication and this relationship with God. So we're going to give you some more information on that here coming up this week. And we're also going to email out a little flyer handout to go with the chat uh, acronym that we talked about this morning as well. One of the things that we've heard consistently over the last few years is how, um, from here and there, different people in this congregation have really felt like we need to be a church that is serious about prayer and that is vulnerable in our prayers. And if we're going to be transformed more into the likeness of Jesus Christ, I think those people are right. And I feel the same way. So let's make this a priority for us as a congregation, as a manual. Let's make growing in the area of prayer personally, together as a church. Um, this is going to be a continual focus in the months and in the years to come. And so we invite you to do it. To simply carve away a little time in your life and begin to grow and give more time to communicating with God. So finally, I want to leave you with this. Pray simply. Pray boldly. Pray honestly and pray with vulnerability and experience a deeper love for God and a deeper understanding of his love for you. Be transformed by it. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, you are good. Um, and uh, first of all, God, we, um, we confess uh, that we don't always make the time, take the time, even think about it, Lord to communicate with you and to show um, our love and our affection for you, God. There's so many um, things that we get caught up with in life, so many problems and situations. Uh, and Lord, we confess that we don't think about even taking it to you in prayer. We try to fix things on our own. And so, Lord, we pray um, that you would forgive us there. We pray that you would um, help us to be mindful of this uh, always-on communication that we have with you, God. And how that can be such a blessing and such a benefit to our lives uh, in any area of our lives, God. 
And Lord, we thank you um, that you listen. We thank you of these promises that we've seen in Scripture where um, our prayers don't come back empty, Lord. We may not always get the answer that we want, Lord, uh, but we know that you are good and we trust you, God. And in those areas where we pray something other than your will, Lord, we know that through prayer you begin to transform our own hearts and our own desires to make us more into the likeness of your son, Jesus Christ, who modeled everything that we're talking about perfectly. So, Lord, may we walk in the ways of Jesus. May our beliefs about prayer become action in our lives. Lord, help us with that. And, Father, help us to experience your deep love for us. We need your love. We need it on a deeper level. And Lord, would you use prayer in our lives to help us realize this and to grow. All of these things, God, we lift up to you. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.